today's episode of the Lee Cannon and Bulls podcast, we are going to review Super Bowl 54, talk about NFL season as a whole, we'll also address Tom Brady's contract situation in New England, we'll also address, we will discuss Dallas and their decision on Dak, the tongue twister that I just spit at you, but man, let's get right into it, Chad. Chiefs win the Super Bowl by the score of 31-20. Patrick Mahomes, the MVP, maybe should have been Damian Williams, but it is what it is. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of that, but foolishness. The quarterback is always the flashier MVP, so give it to the kid for his first one. Um, Yeah, man, what would you think? What were your thoughts on the game? What were your thoughts on the halftime performance? I mean, of course, everyone's talking about the halftime performance. Golly. Folks out there really offended, but you got to be some kind of lame, seriously. But anyway, no, man, I thought it was a pretty entertaining game. Uh, fast, fast moving first quarter. But um, other than that, I think we've seen both teams peak clearly. Chiefs win the damn thing, but you've seen San Francisco flex early the way they ran the ball. But what was a head scratcher to me was the lack of aggression, especially in like short yardage and, you know, key third down situations. And also I felt like the 49ers, unlike um, Andy Reid, who usually plays the conservative role on the other side, decided to go for it a few times on fourth down, which I think ultimately was the difference in the game. I know it's just a small, minute detail, but I believe that that was all the difference. The way Kansas City kept keeping drives alive and you've seen how Kyle Shanahan coached not to lose. So. I saw an interesting stat. It was like Kyle Shanahan was outscored. What was it? Uh, like 50-something to nothing in, in Super Bowl second half that he's coached in. Like, Listen, this is one for Kyle Shanahan. Seven career drives as a play caller in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl. Three plays fumble, six plays punt. Four plays punt, five plays punt. Three plays punt. Seven plays, turnover on downs, two plays, interception. I know that's the popular thing to do, and you know right now is drag Kyle Shanahan. I say that to say this. He definitely deserves some of the blame, no doubt about it, because I don't understand how you only run the ball 22 times. And I just seen you two weeks ago look like a team from the from the damn 30s and 40s. I almost thought you were running wing tees and fucking wishbones. And ran it down the Packers' throat. To me, that's what the difference in the game was. It was Andy Reid's aggressiveness, man. And Kyle Shanahan kept kicking field goals, and I kept saying, yo, this is not the dude to let hang around, hang around, hang around until he ultimately figures you out like he did in the fourth quarter and look like Pat Mahomes that we've grown accustomed to seeing. I just think the easy thing to do is to drag Kyle Shanahan. Now, rightfully so for the end of the second half, because a second half, excuse me, first half, when I don't know what the hell he was thinking, I don't know what my man thought it was. I just didn't understand why he chose to pretty much give away points going into halftime by the way he managed the clock. That, to me, is more head-scratching than him ultimately only running the ball 22 times. Because I think that's just low-hanging fruit everyone's going to run with. But at the same time, Kyle Shanahan ain't played defense. 
Cal Shanahan didn't uh, get cooked like Richard Sherman got cooked. Like most people that face that Chiefs receiving unit, though. That's that's some, some fast dudes out there, man. Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill. But what's crazy is Michael how Hardman. is the whole game, San Fran was getting away with that. No no safety help over the well, top. And also Richard Sherman one-on-one. In the first half. Right. The Chiefs couldn't take advantage of it by any means necessary because that front four was in that ass. Yeah, man. You had all of them. You had Buckner, Armstead, Boza. They all were in there. And that ultimately what it looked like is that defense just got tired. And they started to be able to make plays because Mahomes had time to throw. Even when Mahomes was getting out of the pocket, he was moving quicker than the defense was, which wasn't the case in the first half. I think he was sacked like, what, two or three times in the first half. So, that ultimately, the longevity of that aggressive offense just wore that defense down and started to, holes started getting opened up in the secondary. And like you said, Richard Sherman was getting cooked. He, Didn't matter who he was covering. Right. He did not have a good game at all. But he gave up that, that key man. I don't know how you let Tyreek Hill run that, run that um, post like that. And it wasn't a great. Nobody. It wasn't a great play. Like there, but there was. If you look at that on replay, there was literally nobody. A, yeah, a little bit of pressure on any of from any of those defensive backs on Tyreek Hill to hold different play because it, the reason why he was able to make that catch is because he was so wide open. Otherwise, I don't. I don't think it turns into what it is. And what gets lost in that? That was a bad throw by Mahomes because he had yeah. to wait for that. It was a it was defining play of the Super Bowl that could have been completely avoided if they were just playing a little better defense. And Pat Mahomes, two picks, both of them were hot garbino. Like the first one was atrocious, no way around that. Yeah, like that was awful, man. It almost looked like he threw it right. To, I mean, like he was trying to throw it right to him. That it's was just crazy. you could tell nerves early on, man. He couldn't hit any running backs out the backfield early. Like, couldn't hit a wheel route, any of that. Little curl. It just, you can tell. And once he settled in, I felt like the 49ers, man, their lack of aggression overall. I don't know what the hell that was in the first half. I'm really trying to figure that out on why. Like, why Like why are you saving timeouts as if you're going to get five? You know what I mean? Like, what the hell were you thinking? You just let it run, let it run, let it run. And that's Mahomes on the other side. You could have at least had three. And we don't know the way their offense was moving the ball. At that point, you don't know if they could have been driving and ended up cashing in for seven before the half is out. They played that thing all wrong. All wrong. One of the um one of the even though they were on the losing side, one of the unsung heroes of that game for me, uh, was Debo Samuel. It was turning into the Debo Samuel one. Yeah, man. He um, first off, he broke a, a Super Bowl record, most rushing yards by a wide receiver, which was previously held by Percy Harvin. I think he had like fifty-seven rushing yards or something like that. But there was a key moment, uh, with like five and a half, five twenty left in the fourth quarter, where he missed. Oh, I mean, he he didn't even look in his direction. Garoppolo had Samuel wide open, which would have probably been a pretty long play, if not a touchdown, which would have put the Niners up 27-17. to 17. 
And instead, he just he was trying to. I can't remember who he was trying to force it to. I'd have to go on on the internet and probably find it. Probably Kittle. Probably Kittle, but he he just it was like he didn't go through his progression. It's like everything about Jimmy Garoppolo in that first half was exactly what you see in a good Jimmy Garoppolo game. Every, it was a well-laid-out game plan. The running game was opening it up for him. But as soon as the time came where he had to be the one who made the plays, that horrible decision-making pops up. And he just instead just tries to force the ball to wherever he can get. And then he missed uh, Emmanuel Sanders on that what would have been, an, again, a game-winning touchdown. Potentially, because you still gave the ball back to Mahomes with – substantial amount of time where he could have mounted a drive and a comeback, but it, at that point, it does put things in dire straits. However, for me, though, what also will get lost in that game, man, 49ers linebackers, even though they lost, they played well, man. Like, they really played well. Like, they, they kind of bottled up Kelsey for the most part. Fred Warner had a good game. Fred he was Warner everywhere. He made a lot game. of tackles. My man Quan Alexander was getting turned inside out just a little bit, but more power to him, shit, because I can't get out there and do what he's doing. And you got to remember, he was coming off injury when the playoffs started, so right. who says he's even back in the full swing? He's definitely not in the full swing. I just look at that game, and there's a bunch of little things, man, that ultimately added up to what took place, and they just kept taking three. I just wanted to know how come they never – how come they never went for it on fourth down? I understand field position and where they were, but there was just no aggressiveness to them. Other than when they started that game running the ball, it was almost like the wind, were, the wind was out of their sails. And not to mention the message you send to your team, the way you treated Jimmy G, you definitely showed the world you, you don't trust the dude. The way you handle that going into halftime, that's any other quarterback, man, you're pressing. And then in the fourth quarter that he showed you why they didn't trust him. Right, but at, at that point, man, you can't tell me that you don't think that the team went to halftime like, the fuck was that dude doing? Like, why are we not trying to get points against Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, especially like, when we've like, seen how everything has gone for them this year. How they were down 24 nothing. How, what was their down, or they were tied 10-10 with... It was 17-7 against Tennessee, they were. Oh, they were tied 10-10 at halftime in the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah, they were down to Tennessee. And they always get going in the second half. They outscored their opponents to a ridiculous scale in the second half, including 51-7 to against, who was it? The Texans. Yep. Which is a good team. So you, you got this guy who's able to pull off these legendary performances in the second half. What the fuck are you doing? Get as many points as you can get. I'm 100% with you on that. But as far as when I look at the game as a whole, I think I think the Chiefs won it more than the 49ers blew it because Mahomes still had to end up making the big plays. He made some big runs. And that 49ers defense tried as tried mightily. So as what whole, if I told you the probability of the 49ers win percentage of going into the fourth was 96%? 49ers blew that game. Their offense blew that game, but the 49ers as a whole didn't. That defense, what were they supposed to do? They Their offense couldn't get the ball going against Kansas City. 
in the fourth quarter. They could do absolutely nothing because they kept trying to make Jimmy G the hero. I understand that, but if you're Richard Sherman, you can't get beat like that. You just can't. But I think that was, I'll be completely honest, I believe that was more about good Chiefs and because you finally have a chance to. Like they were like they were playing a game of Russian roulette because there there was a lot of points in that game where Richard Sherman was one on one with no safety help over the top, and it it truly was pretty much I would say one of the biggest undoings. Now I know we can look at Cal Shanahan, and like I said, the popular thing today is to drag him. Yeah, there's a fair amount of dragging I need to go on, but those dudes. They ain't show up, man. When the game got tight, butts got tight. Period. And it's a very similar sight, like we mentioned earlier, when he's in the Super Bowl. He just... he he. When you're supposed to be aggressive, he's not. And then when he's trying to be aggressive, it's just too late. Because your game plan is starting to fall apart on you. Because the what carried them through the playoffs? Running the ball. What didn't they do in the second half? Run the ball. Now, as we look back on the NFL season as a whole, a few things come to mind, Lamar. You're the black quarterback because the new face is Pat Mahomes. Hello. And Lamar and company, Deshaun and everybody else. Hello. Russell um, Wilson. Right, you know, I, I just didn't want to go on the spill there and name everybody, but I'm <laughs> showing all y'all love. But passing a variance review, get rid of that. Let's like, let's just do away with that because it's not getting overturned. I don't see how, in any way, shape, or form, it's been a tool that has helped. I think it's done more damage than actually good. Yeah, I mean, it's it, make have your reps get. Better at making correct calls. Don't let things like the the New Orleans and Minnesota playoff game happen. Don't let that kind of shit happen. Get find a way to pay these guys year round to study rules. Do something. Have them have them do um, mock games. Have them I look think at certain they have calls. Training and simulations like that. But you were referring to the Kyle Rudolph push off, right? No. Okay. The Marcus Williams play. Oh. Oh. Yeah. When he got. Yeah. Because yeah, I was going to say that call on Kittle last night. That was so. I'm difficult. sorry. I said the Vikings and the. Um. Shit. I said the Vikings and the, uh, the Saints. Saints. I meant to say the Saints and the Rams. The terrible oh, mispack in the yeah. NFC Championship game. Don't let shit like that happen, and this won't be a problem. You won't have a whole offseason of ridiculous, of we need to fix this role, this should be reviewable, this should be reviewable. You do that, and you start putting power in the people who have bad ideas, and you start making them want to be more vocal about it, and you get shit like you're going to start reviewing holding. Like, no. You, the, football has been the same way for 100 years. Why would in the 100th season would we decide to bring on this absolutely atrocious role? Yeah, and I don't see, like I said, I don't see where this has helped the game at all. I think it's made things far more complicated. Hell, we're still trying to figure out what a catch is from time to time. And I don't necessarily blame the refs entirely, man. Like, this is somewhat on the NFL. I hate to say it, but I don't think refereeing's a, 
a job for someone that's if you're not fit, even if you're fit, but if you're middle aged and on the on the downside here, man, the way that game is moving so fast, and that's where I feel bad for him. Cause like I think sometimes we watch TV and think that things are happening in frames as we're watching them. And it's literally split seconds. It's not an easy job. It's really not, and I agree with you. You shouldn't have like a sixty-something-year-old dude out there trying to keep up with these dudes. You need to have, you need to have younger guys. Like, like you, I would say by the time you hit your forties, like you should be on the downside of your referee career because, if first off, you're not a world-class athlete and you're trying to keep up with world-class athletes, it doesn't make sense. So you think it'll be a little bit easier for guys who are younger? To at least be on the spot, have better view because they're going to have better vision than an older person. I agree with you. I've, that's not something I've ever really thought about, but it would be, it would be. You cut one less preseason game, so does the year start a year earlier, or is it a year later on every? I said a year later, a week later. Like so, we'll see. It's that's going to happen, but there was just thinking about different things as well. We were just going over calls and. Getting, getting, you know, negating reviewable penalties and whatnot. I also got to say, man, another thing that I took from this season was just the evaluation of quarterbacks and how we view them and what we feel they should be or shouldn't. And you look at Lamar Jackson and he had the season that he had and I know everyone speaks, oh, well, you know, he's not as accurate. I get that. I mean, we trashed him hell on this part for not trashed him, but we were skeptical. Now there's nothing to be skeptical about. So I'm sure we're here. We'll definitely hear a lot about that. I also like to remind people, look at the receivers he was thrown to. He doesn't have a big body, true number one. So I think Lamar is only going to continue to get better. You got Pat Mahomes who just established to the world, this is my town now. I got the juice around this mug now. Yeah. What up? Yeah, he definitely Who did. Who gonna come take it from me? Who gonna come? Check? As if we weren't thinking it already. Now he's the top dog, man. He's like, I'm at the top of this motherfucker, and who's gonna come take me down? And Andy Reid, even though I thought he was a Hall of Fame coach, win or lose, you went over 200 games. I'm, I'm not here. There's not gonna be a debate now. Right. It's it's cinched. So you look at that. It's just honestly, I think. I also feel like changing it a guard. I mean, look at all the old guys that are getting ushered out now. We don't know what the future is with Drew Brees. I mean, we know Tom he Brady's going to play that. next year, but we don't know where. Eli hung him up. We don't know what's going to happen with Phillip. After, did you watch him last year? Did you watch him this past season? Because he needs to hang it up. I mean, Phil was out there, and you get a pick, and you get a pick, and you get a pick. Everybody. Pick City. I'm of the school of thought that, and this is something I learned from you, we have no business of saying when someone should hang it up or what we feel like they should do with their career. So if Philip feels like he can play, more power to him, man. Find a place that will pick you up. Somewhere that maybe wants to usher in a new quarterback and just have you be there for the beginning of it. I'm not saying you can't look, I'm not saying you can't tell him what to do with his career, but by the looks of what we've seen, judging off of what we've seen, 
I don't know why Drew Brees would keep playing. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, hey, man, if this dude feels like he can do it, more power to him. That's the same thing with Ben. If you feel like you can do it, bro, more power to you. But the- I laugh at the notion that people are saying he's going to play till he's like 45. Yeah, okay. All I don't right. think anybody's going to do that. What are you, smoking charm? I don't, I don't understand why you would think that this dude has that much in the tank left. Also, more along the uh, lines of in this city of Pittsburgh in which we reside, just a hoopla over the Minka trade. I'm tired of hearing it. Like, even from some of the local guys, it's, well, see, you shouldn't have traded them. We'll see what you need. And I understand a lot of people make the case, well, they got two picks in the first 100 and some odd picks. So say they would have had a third, right? Your first round. Now, all these holes that the Steelers have, I feel as if some of these dudes think that they were just going to fill them with one fucking player, which blows my mind. It's like, you got an all-pro safety. This is what you have. You got them literally... First-year player. You got what you needed. I don't seem to understand. And an affordable and decent amount of time. Affordable contract for a decent amount of time. And I'm sure he's going to be a priority re-sign when the time comes. It looks as if he's definitely going to get his money. No, I can't. I can't envision a way he doesn't unless he comes out here and he like has an out of body experience and he's like not the real Minka Fitzpatrick. Other than that, that dude, that dude will be locked up here for the for I believe the foreseeable future. Another thing that people don't recognize about the Steelers not having a first round pick is how that helps their cap space because they don't have to pay a premium for a first round pick, especially a pick that's going to be in the first twenty which is going to be generally higher than a player that's on, say, the back end 25-plus. Right. So that's going to help them because of the dead cap that they still have with Antonio Brown and possibly Big Ben. So it's a, it really is a good situation for them because, you, as you alluded to, they had two picks in the first uh, 100. So I've seen like 128 picks. They got two selections. And people are getting their panties and underwear in the fucking bunched. Well, let's just look at what our former top 100 pick guys have done. Let's look at what just look at last year what Deontay Johnson did. Look at the year before James Washington. Look how he just did last year. Look at the year before that Juju Smith-Schuster. None of those dudes are first-round picks. And guess what? They have talent evaluation that they can get good dudes. I understand I named off three wide receivers, and everyone knows that they have a good, keen eye at drafting receivers. What I'm but, saying is just I mean, trust these dudes, man. Or Bud or, you know, Cam Hayward. Like, those are all players that were selected within the top 100 picks. So, I understand you naming three receivers. That's cool. You're just, you know what I mean? There's plenty of other examples that I can go towards. And look at even their success in drafting in the late rounds. I mean, just trust these guys, man. Just trust Tomlin, trust Colbert, trust that they're going to do what we know they do. And that's pick the guys, generally, that are supposed to be there. I know that, obviously, defensive back has been a little bit of a tough spot for them to draft at. And, you know, you probably got to start thinking about drafting one here in the top 100. But that's not going to be a position that we got to worry about them making this year. Another position they're pretty good at drafting people in the second 
third, fourth round is running back, a position of need, which is possibly something that they're going to use that first, uh, what that second round pick on, which is pick number, was it 49 or something like that, 49 or 50? That's a pretty good spot to be picking a running back at. I don't know where Lev was, but he was probably somewhere around there. So let's just trust these guys to do what they get paid a lot of money to do and stop tripping about it because if they didn't trade that first round pick, we wouldn't have Minka. And all of you talk about how great Minka is. That's all you saw on Twitter. Oh, Minka should be in the running for Defensive Player of the Year, blah, 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 blah. All right, well, just remember that Minka's not here without giving up that first-round pick. So stop being fucking stupid and just appreciate what we got and appreciate the fact that we probably fleeced the Dolphins. Without a doubt, fleeced them. That's a top-five pick talent. He was the pick 11th overall. We gave them the 18th overall pick. Get the fuck out of here, man. We won that trade. We won that trade. Miami thought they were going to be getting a top 10, top 5 pick from us. Speaking of picks, is New England ever going to get punished? Like, what are we still waiting for? Like, how is this thing going down? I just need to know. I wonder if it's on the top of their of their list now that the Super Bowl's over. I'm sure we'll hear about it in the next few weeks. But why is it taking to this point is my question. I feel like it took about this long for Spygate, too. Who, and guess what? Deflategate, which I do think out of all the gates that they have, because they have quite a few on their name. That was ridiculous. That was the most, I think, egregious one. It was just... And like, then you got the people on the Colts organization saying, well, maybe the game would have been different if the balls were inflated to the right PSI. What, would you lose 34-7 to instead of 45? Get the fuck out of here. You still only scored seven points with the balls that you had that were inflated to the right size. So I don't want to hear it. You would have lost either way. Whining and shit. I hate that, man. I, Get I over too. it. Move on. That's the, like, that's the first, but the other two can't be ignored. The crazy thing is that they made Tom Brady sit for four games over the deflate gate. That was the craziest thing and that I've ever seen. And took their draft picks, too. Yeah. Say, say no more. It's crazy. But no, this one, definitely, they need to be punished. It might end up just being like a fine. I feel like a they should fine. take their first and second round pick for the next two years. I think that's the only way you could cripple them because there's no fine you could give Robert Kraft that's really going to hurt. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing that they could possibly, dollar amount, they could attach to that that's going to make that man flinch. Or probably even Belichick at this point because the organization man, would probably find a way to take draft picks. It. If you take one and two out of this year and next, cripple them. They'll feel that more than some punk-ass fight. I would say maybe just their first-round pick for the next two years. No, I say take four. The reason why I say take four is because they have been tied to all of these things we just laid out. All of the gates. Yes, we acknowledge that the flake gate was the forest, but why is it you? It always appears to be you. So just for paying a stupid tax... For being involved in these things, yo, man, I got to hit you where it hurt. And that's where it's going to hit you the most. I I personally don't think that'll happen. I think they'll probably let them off. I don't think it'll happen either, but... But I I see what you're coming from. I would take take four picks off of them. Two ones and two twos. Have a nice day. Man, fuck them dudes. I say do it. I don't care about them. I don't care about them. Not at all. They ruined my life plenty of times. It's time for their lives to get ruined. They already lost to the Titans. That was bad enough. 
Kyler Murray with the Offensive Rookie of the Year, which I think it should. That's be crazy. Either. either if you would have told me Jacobs or Miles Sanders, I would have took that. Where was Kyler Murray's Super Bowl commercial? Because Josh Jacobs had one. Probably because they thought that that dude was gonna win Rookie of the Year. <laughs> Here's all I'm saying, bro. I get Kyler Murray's flash year. He was the first overall pick. His team did better as a whole, record-wise. But Minshew had better stats in win percentage than Kyler Murray. And probably would have been their quarterback the entire season if Nick Foles hadn't come back healthy. And then was immediately put back in when they realized Nick Foles is really not that good. So how did a guy who wasn't even statistically his the best rookie at his position beat out two of the best rookie running backs we've seen in the last decade? That's absurd. Just absolutely absurd. I would have had Kyler Murray like fourth. I would put it. Obviously, my rookie of the year pick in the preseason was Josh Jacobs, so I would have him first. Second, I would have gone Miles Sanders. And third, I would have went that receiver from... A.J. Brown from Tennessee. Uh, yeah, from Tennessee. Yeah. I almost said D.K. Metcalf, but he could have been another one who was in the running for it. But that's right, A.J. Brown was in Tennessee. He's going to be a bleeping monster, man. As he continues to put it together in Seattle, that's that's going to be smush. And Tyler Lockett is, is still under 30. Russ, it doesn't matter if he's under 30 because he's a quarterback. They still got to figure out that run game, but with them two receivers there, you've got exactly what you need. You got a quick route runner, and you got a big dude who can catch anything you throw to him. That's a scary combination with arguably top three quarterback in this league. But, yeah, man. Kyler Murray, congratulations, bro, but, man, I, I'm, I'm calling bullshit on that. Bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you calling that? I just uh, I I think that Jacobs and and Sanders got punished because of the position they play. Yeah, and a lot of people, even on social media, will come with that. Well, running backs come a dime a dozen, and they just don't. Because it's always based off their logic of how they're paid and why you shouldn't and shouldn't draft them high. And I don't, you know, in some ways I agree to disagree, but I've always believed if you got a generational talent like a Saquon or even a Christian McCaffrey, did he establish himself as the best back in the league after this season? Um, You know, he definitely impressed me more as a runner this year. I definitely, that was my biggest kind of criticism of him, was is he actually a good running back or is he just a wide receiver that's playing running back? But he definitely established himself as a runner. Um, He's just a freak athlete, man. It's just like, um, you just don't expect it. You know what I mean? You you don't expect him to be so good at running routes. You don't expect him to be so good at at shifting out of the backfield. You don't expect when he gets into open field to be as quick as he is. I mean, you just, even when you watch him at Stanford, it's like, well, yeah, this dude's really good, and he's he's got a lot of potential. Now it's just like, whoa, he made this jump a lot quicker than I we expected. So I don't know if I'd put him as the best back in all of football, but. With the season he had, it's tough to argue that he isn't. 
right? We literally live in a world where, and I got to do it, man. Pat Mahomes, I'm going to say it again. You're the black quarterback. Face of the league. And you got Christian McCaffrey, a white running back. What are the chances of that? I mean, hey, man, I got to take it there, man. What are the chances of that? What's next? Are we going to have a white cornerback? Like, come on. This is crazy. No, it see, no, 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 no. There's a few of y'all. There's a few of y'all, not many. I've never y'all ain't coming one. for the corners. You saying y'all coming for the corners is like we saying we coming in hockey. They're going to be a select few. I'm just saying. that's the That would be... I'm, I would be more shocked by a white corner than I would be by Christian McCaffrey being oh the best. My God. First off, let's talk about the lineage that Christian McCaffrey comes from. Well, right. I mean, we could point to that. So Easy that's let's not forget about that. Open. He comes from a supremely athletic family. So him being a good running back and a good receiver does not shock me. But if there would ever be a white corner that's like out there just like Jason Seahorn was out there for y'all, repping for the White Brother delegation. He was out there. How long ago was that? (laughs) Before I had a comprehensive, complete view of football, that would be the craziest thing I would ever see. So I don't think... And I'm really not that shocked by a black quarterback. I grew up whenever I was like 9, 10 years old when Donovan McNabb was out there doing it. Steve McNair was out there doing it. Michael Vick was out there doing it. So that's like, man, I I remember thinking back then that them dudes were like the best quarterback. So man, it doesn't shock me at all. White corner out ball. there. I mean, white Harrison Smith. With, Harrison, Harrison Smith repping for y'all at the safety spot. I mean, there's been a couple good white safeties over time, but that's not a position where like you gotta be like you gotta be so fast to play corner, bro. Look what happened to Richard Sherman. As soon as he started losing well, a step, was it was over. Never really fast. Like he yeah, was. Now he's even less fast. Yeah, but he wasn't known as a burner, as a corner. But if I did see somebody raw out there. That's what I'm saying. Raw, like I'm talking Like that kid up. from Penn State. Who? The, the kid who ran a 4-3. I, can't, I don't know if he was a safety or a corner, though. But that, like, that, like, that, come on, man. White people aren't supposed to be that fast, bro. I'm just being honest, man. There's not supposed to be a white dude with, like, 96 speed on Madden. Hey, come on, man. That's a creative player. Y'all got some boosties out there. Y'all got some jets now. You selling, you selling your people's show. Have you ever seen a, a white track and field runner at the Olympics? Exactly. They ain't supposed to be that fast. No. Cross country, got, though. And now you got Pat, Pat Connaughton out here in the dunk contest. We're living in some sort of crazy alternate universe. Given all, listen, man. He about to, hey, we can't let him take the dunk contest, man. Like, you know, we, we can't let that happen. We cannot let that happen. But I am pulling for him to win, though. And I can't wait to see oh the odds. What if it was like him? You know that. You know that's, against, you like, know that's going to be a prop bet. You know that, don't you? I'll put a hundred bucks on him. I would love to see if what if he has like plus like five twenty five odds. I'll oh take that. God. I'll bet that on Patty C. <laughs> Patty C from my squad, baby. I'll ride for him. Hundred bucks. Really, probably shouldn't spend a hundred bucks on a bet that's that that crazy. But I made a lot of money betting on some crazy odds with Nate Diaz before, so I don't know. But getting back because we <laughs> off the rails of the crazy train. 
Don't talking, we talking about, about black white out positions of football, <laughs> but other things that uh, you took away from the season. We are starting to see another shift in the way offenses are. I think the valuation of the running back has resurged in the NFL with um, guys that are able to do both, that are able to get you 80 to 90 catches, carry the ball 250, 300 times. We're starting to see the the value of that again. Um, I mean, shit, man. Lamar Jackson led the NFL in passing touchdowns with 36. Who had that? I wonder what the odds were on that. Even if yeah, I don't even know if that was a. I'm sure. I'm sure that was a bet. That I I would put like plus twelve hundred on that. Like who would have? Like come on, man. No one, no one thought he was gonna he was gonna be like an elite passer this year. I'm not saying that he's not, but no one thought he was gonna be. Those had to have been I crazy. I still don't think he is an elite passer. I think he's a good passer. I think he progressed from. I'm gonna be honest, average to 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 pretty decent, pretty good. Definitely still a ways to go. But Lamar and Deshaun and Dak and listen. The thing about those dudes, though, is like Deshaun Watson, well, maybe not as much Dak Prescott, but like Deshaun Watson is, in my opinion, probably in the AFC South. Yeah, I got to think about it. He's probably the best quarterback in that division now that Andrew Luck's gone. So, I don't know, man. I think, uh, for me, the number two guy right now for me, as far as I think talent goes of of the black quarterback, is Deshaun Watson, bro. That dude is just so fucking good. Watching him at Clemson, and just like, that dude's just a certified, like, yo, like Dabo called him, bro, he says he's the Michael Jordan of football. That dude's just so good. And as soon as they get a good offensive line, bro, I I've been saying it for years. That dude's gonna be an MVP of the league at some point. Well, he was playing at an MVP level, but what in the hell made Houston think it was a good idea to give the GM title to Bill O'Brien? I I don't know what 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 does has he done? Has he ever like besides being the head coach of a college football program, which is. Kind of similar to being a coach GM deal, like what 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 the what did he have? Manage players, I, I could see that. But what what background did he have where they were like, this is a great idea? What ma- I, that? To it's not me. like he's Bill Belichick, like who's been around for forty years. This dude, who the hell is this dude? Bill O'Brien. He was an offensive assistant and then an offensive coordinator for what, like two or three years, and then he became a head coach. He he's a lineage guy. I don't think he's that great of a coach. I'm no, just gonna say and it, no. if you look at it on paper, the amount of times he's won that division, which has been the cheekiest division in recent memory, the AFC South. It hasn't been stout, but he's won that a few times. I don't understand what they thought was a good idea with doing that either. I know something, man. Somebody in that McNair family. What are you doing? I know. Yeah, because you know what the uh, what the, what's his name? He just he just died. What like a year, two years ago? So somebody else is running that show now, and 
whether they were actually running it before or not, I'm gonna probably lean towards not. They something someone needs to take it off them and be like, yo, man, this isn't your toy to play with anymore. You're fucking this up. We need to like make some. Even though the Tunsil trick. Kind of look at who he's drafted as of late, and I don't believe it's that impressive, other than the quarterback. Yeah. You I could, don't. You could agree. I could agree with that. I don't. And one of the better picks that they have made in the last couple of years, they just traded away in Clowney. So, which I don't. I don't know. He's probably not a Bill O'Brien guy, but still, at the same time. One of your homegrown dudes who's made a difference for you, you just ship off. Shipped off, and it was justified by the analytic dorks. And I don't mean to call them dorks, because somewhat I lean on analytics. I find myself in between. It makes sense, especially whenever you did make a major trade in the beginning of the year for Tunsil. And Stills. I don't know. I just don't know if I would have done it. I think I would have just rolled with it and... If we stunk the next year, we'll get a high pick and we'll invest that in the offensive line to keep our quarterback safe. So, just to tie everything up, letter grade, what do you give the playoffs to the regular season? Well, for me, the regular season was atrocious. It was awful. It was terrible to watch. Please take your fucking homer cap off. I'm saying as a whole. I was getting there. But, outside of that, of the entire game of football, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable to see all the different storylines, the MVP race, how it went up and down, up and down. First it was McCaffrey, then it was Russell Wilson, then it was uh, Lamar Jackson all the way through, and then Mahomes started making kind of all this noise, and he started popping his head back into it, and you had Drew Brees coming back, and it was just it was a crazy year. So all in all, I enjoyed it. I will say this, the pass interference reviews – um, definitely made it less enjoyable. I feel like they're slowing the game down too much with too many penalties and reviews of things. But as a whole, it wasn't a bad year. The playoffs were extremely enjoyable. You had, especially if you watched the Chiefs the whole way. So where are you at with it? A, B, C, B minus, D minus? Where are you at with it? I'd give the regular season a B plus. And I would just give the postseason a regular A. Postseason, C-minus. And I'll tell you why. I'll start with the postseason first. Outside of the wild card round, it wasn't all that great. Championship Sunday, was, there was no level of intrigue. That was probably the worst championship. And I actually texted you in the midst of those games and said, this is like the worst championship Sunday Awful. I've ever watched. But it, like I said, if you watch the Chiefs the, the whole way, round so so, the wild card was the most entertaining. Yeah, especially just seeing the way that the Titans went and ended the evil dynasty. They went and they destroyed the empire. They blew up the they blew up the Death Star, possibly. Yeah, and outside of that. It was enjoyable. Yeah, it was like I said, C minus. Super Bowl, if I'm great in that, that was that was a solid B plus game. B plus A minus. That was the most enjoyable Super Bowl for me since Super Bowl forty nine, which was the Patriots and the Seahawks. Most enjoyable Super Bowl since then. That like my team wasn't involved in. Obviously, going back, I probably enjoyed 
two Super Bowls in the last decade. So to have one kick off this decade when that I look was enjoyable. The, the previous decade, um, yeah, because there was some stinkers. Like last year was a stinker. If you look at the Carolina Denver one, that was yeah. If you look at the Niners Seattle, and the Denver, Ravens was a good one. That was a good one. Seattle um, Denver was terrible. Terrible because first quarter it was a blowout. Was yeah, after the first quarter, you know it was up. The what was twenty eleven? I think the Giants are in there. The Giants were twenty twelve. 2011 was, oh, 2011 was the fucking Packers and the Steelers. Didn't enjoy that at all. The next year, I I mean, you know what, seeing the Patriots lose. I knew they were going to get spanked in that game. I'm sorry. I I didn't feel good about them playing Aaron Rodgers, who couldn't do no wrong. Yeah, but you know what, the thing that sucked is it was a close game at the end. And they had a chance to win on the the last drive. The score alluded to it being close, but if you watch the game, there wasn't anything quite close. But... What sucked was they could have won on that last drive yeah, if they but, would have known what they were doing. There, there were some plays, Greg Jennings and Donald Driver would still be running around the world had Aaron Rodgers connected. Shit got critical in that game. It could have been over. People can't see what I'm doing, but I'm reenacting Ryan Clark's hand going yeah, up on the Greg Jennings touchdown. Which he played perfect coverage on, and he it just was just was three inches, three, like literally three inches too low. But yeah, man, I mean the... But that game, that... Oh, the Eagles, the Eagles Patriots was an enjoyable one. It was, and the the Patriots Falcons was a good one. But it's like, I guess honestly, it's just that there was too much fucking Patriots in this decade, man. They felt like they were there every year. So I don't know. I enjoyed this Super Bowl because it wasn't the Patriots, it wasn't the Ravens, and it was just it was nice to see Kansas City, a, a city that hasn't seen a Super Bowl win since the NFL has been one league. And they were wearing one bar helmets. Yeah. The Niners who haven't won a Super Bowl in 20-something years. It would have been nice to see some fresh blood, but I can't sit here in line and say I'm disappointed that the Niners still only have five. Hey, and I'm not one of these Steeler fans that, oh, I don't want them to get six. Look, I've been around for two. I understand it. I understand the history. I'm petty. I don't want it. Uh, we already got to share that spot with the Pats. kind of deal, man. I, listen, I appreciate the four, but hey. I wasn't around for them things, man. Hey, man. You know what that's like? That's like a Yankees fan claiming all 27 titles. Like, let's not do that. Like, legitly, they won how many of you were alive? No. Maybe I six? I disagree with you. No. Because I, the Steelers were winning Super Bowls yeah, when it was... Yeah, 40 years ago. When it was finally a unified league and it was I over. You. They didn't have to compete but against I'm eight not, teams. Listen, I don't get no stripes off of some Super Bowls I'm claiming, and I was just a twinkle in my father's sack at the time. Well, I should I wasn't you. there. Cowboys fans do. Man, I, Niners listen, fans do, so I, I sure as hell will. I don't move in that way. That's Patriots fans all can do that because every Patriots fan that's been alive since 1995 has seen it all. Well, I mean, they've, they've done it. But, but I was not alive man, in the 70s. Man, no, no fuck man. that. I'm taking that. Don't take that I'm from not. me. Don't take that I'm from me. I'm not, man. Don't take that I'm from not. me. Like I said, that's as corny as a Yankees fan claiming all No, the it's not because they were winning, yeah, they were winning is, World Series 90 a hundred years ago, bro. That's Are as corny as Canadians you? fans saying 24. Nah, man. No, I wasn't around. But it was in a league where there was more than eight teams. So what? So it's still impressive. Oh, you rocking like that. And they won four and six. Was it four and six years? That was impressive. Anyway. And I don't care. I'll still flaunt them. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. 
like I was giving the grades just for overall the NFL year as we meandered on that tangent there. But <laughs> we got to keep it lighthearted. No doubt. Regular season, I mean, a C-, C minus for the postseason, Super Bowl, and A minus. Because that fourth quarter was definitely thrilling. But the regular season, man, C plus. No, I take that back. B plus. No, I'm lying again. It was an A plus. You want to know why? Because I said it, and I'm going to say it till I'm blue in the face. We run this town now. We got it on lock. <laughs> you said we got the MVP, the Super Bowl MVP. Say less. Running like Nike, we got it on lock. <laughs> so no, regular season definitely I'll give it an I'll definitely give it an A. I look at Lamar who, like you said, kept us entertained from beginning to end. The demise of the Dallas Cowboys, which is always fun to watch. Hundred percent. Pat Mahomes, us going from Excuse me, y'all been under the weather, but sorry. I just look at the season as a whole, man, I give it an A, but definitely the postseason lacked. The gusto that you were looking for. Unless you were watching, like I said, unless you were watching specific teams, like you watched the, the comeback that the Chiefs had against the Texans, I thoroughly enjoyed that storyline. So to me, I enjoyed the playoffs more than I enjoyed the regular season. Because I was kind of, I was kind of, you know, at, at first I wanted the Texans to win, but then after the Chiefs did that, I kind of started rocking with them. I wanted to see if they could do it. I wanted to see if this Pat Mahomes kid is the real deal. And he is, in my opinion, now surplanted Aaron Rodgers as the best quarterback I've ever seen. Not That's the greatest. Fair. Not yet. But he's the best I've ever seen. I think he's better than Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, Drew Brees. I really enjoyed it, and he made the, the postseason very enjoyable for me, so that's where I stand on that. But hey, man, I'm looking forward to free agency. I'm looking forward to the draft. I'm looking forward to NBA All-Star Weekend. We got a lot of stuff coming up here. I know we've been pretty NFL dominant, but we will. But something, wait a minute, something to get to in the NBA. I know over the past week, tragic passing to Kobe Bryant and nine others sports but just the world in general and just give a minute to R.I.P. Kobe man I ain't gonna go on the long diatribe about Kobe I think we've heard from a lot of different people just the stories you hear and everything that took place man it's definitely something that's bone jarring just heart wrenching and all the adjectives you can describe it with but I just did want to say this. I do appreciate them the way they're doing the unis for the All-Star game. You know, I think Team Giannis is wearing Giannis' number, and I believe the West is wearing Kobe's 24, everybody. So I believe that was dope. What the NFL did was dope, too. You know, moment of silence at the 24-yard line. But 
on a lighter note, who snitched on Kawhi, man? What kind of lame switches? It just snitches on the one dude that does nothing and says nothing. I don't understand. Clout is a dangerous drug. That's all I got to say. Why they do that? And it looked like it was the DJ. All we do is pay you to spin records. That's all you do. Who knows? Maybe he talked crazy to that dude. And he's like, all right, bet. But the way he was, my man was getting that lap dance with the most stoic, kawaii-esque demeanor we've ever seen. Like, if I'm the lady that's dancing right there and I'm the dancer, well, hell, I don't even know if you're enjoying it. Just pay me. It, but the New Balance hoodie, though. Hey, talk about a plug. Do you remember, this is a little unrelated, but do you remember when he was still in San Antonio and there was a picture of him walking through the mall with his Spurs shorts on, bro? His, like, practice, like, his, like, practice jersey shorts and shit, man? That's just crazy. Man, fun guy is Bun's guy. Listen, no, he said, listen, bro. He said, I stay strapped with my basketball gear at any moment. Any sucker can try me. And I'm going to break, take the breakaways off and get you this work. Exactly. But who snitched on him, man? That was so whack. And I'm sure they're going to use it. And they're going to be like, yeah, well, you know, he didn't play the night. He probably was at the strip club. The whole <laughs> low management thing. I get both sides of the argument, but it is what it is. Yeah. <coughs> you can think it's whack, but it doesn't matter. He still is going to do it. And he still won the championship last year pretty much single-handedly by Doing that, so yeah, like it, that was if it works for him, it works for him. They put my man Kawhi on shout, but I know New Balance ain't mad at the plug. New Balance is showing you, listen, man, you could go anywhere and feel comfortable in our clothes. You could go to the gym, or you can go get you a lappy, man, and go to the private room. Don't matter. You could get it all done in some Nui, baby, some Nui gear, New Balance. But I just can't believe somebody snitched on my guy. He don't look like... It's Kawhi, man. Like, whose cornflakes did he piss in that morning? Must have been the DJs. (laughs) Oh, my God, man. He's a herb for that one. True herb, man. True herb. But other than that in the NBA, just a quick glance at the MVP race. Usual suspects. But I'm still pulling for Luka, though. If Luka could get Dallas, I think, in a five or six spot, I think he's going to win it. Over I don't know, Giannis. man. I don't know. He's so, and I'm not, this going to sound crazy, but you're seeing how important he is to the Mavericks in their okay. success. As we hear kids squealing in the back <laughs> that we can't edit out. But that's Okay. But he's so like he's so key to what the Mavs are doing, and Kristaps hasn't really been playing that well. He's been okay. He, he's had his moments, but yeah, man, that's just a quick thought of mine. But we're definitely gonna gravitate more towards the NBA. But it's been highly entertaining thus far, I must say. Yeah. And you got the the, the Zoe and Zion connection. I look like that's gonna be fun. So. We're just going to keep it rolling, and of course, we'll definitely talk NFL. Always a few talkers, topics, excuse me, but NBA, man, it's time to get more involved with that. 
amongst other things. And shout out to G-Eazy, too. I see a lot of y'all hating on G-Eazy because he was laid up with the stallion. Listen, hey, man. Pac had Madonna at one point. You know what I'm saying? I, you know. you Hey, G. Just handle your business. Because if not, brother, you're going to end up in the next song. She going to end up rapping about it. That's funny. But shout out to G-Eazy. Y'all, y'all mad at G-Eazy, man. Get over it, man. Anything else you need to add? Flyers suck. Go Pens. Gritty a bitch. Peace.